Thank you so much, sir. Oh, always a delight to speak to you. I guess first things first, when we look at 2024, right now it's really a blank canvas. And uh, uh, typically in previous election years, many analysts and commentators have been able to call it out and I guess predict a certain level of clarity. But when you look at it now, especially given the observations of the local government environment, provincial government and legislature, and even national. How critical is this year for, I guess, just the uh, success and the continuation of of the progress that we need to see in our cities and municipalities? Yeah, I I think many, and and I'll follow the the, the lead from the many economists who are talking about uh, this year as being the watershed year, and indeed, it's a watershed year because we have seen a change in so many of the dynamics that we have come to be accustomed to. Uh, case in point is the fact that, as you uh, pointed out, uh, the uh, at the ballot, uh, when we go and, uh, and vote, you would almost know how the outcome is going to be. Right now, we can take a lead from the fact that we've seen coalitions from uh, municipalities uh, that have uh, sprung up. Uh, we're likely to see the similar coalitions uh, coming up uh, in the way that, you know, they've been uh, playing themselves. Are we going to see stability or instability? But I think the big issues that uh, we need to be looking at is how that influences government policy in its uh, uh, totality. And government policy, starting from the national level, we know that there are some bills that were running through parliament and uh, apparently being rushed. Uh, such as your NHI, such as your mm-hmm. social relief grants and all of that. And all of those have a a, a particular impact on the uh, economy. So so hence the link, I think, you know, when you're opening in terms of the political economy that, you know, we are uh, uh, living under, uh, depends certainly on who is going to be in charge and how that policy, the policies are going to be drafted or even those that are there to be implemented in a proper way. But we still also have that responsibility to look at, you know, which ones are the bad policies that uh, the country should not be following so that we can at least have a a local economy that can be vibrant. Mm. And maybe we'll touch on some of those policies in just a moment, uh, Mielani, but I'm intrigued. When we look at the headlines that we see, uh, we hear of the Auditor General's reports around the concerns uh, of billions lost through accounting and financial malfeasance. We hear of businesses saying that municipalities need to be fixed because services just aren't being delivered adequately. Uh, And of course, how this does speak to the detriment of the quality of life that many of us experience um, in municipalities that are distressed and dysfunctional. And, And this is really key to your work, right? I guess even the last time we spoke, uh, you highlighted the, the grave concerns that exist uh, around the, the quality of operational efficiency um, of our city. So as the status quo stands at the moment, what does it tell us about not only the government of the day, but how it interacts with the business of the day in order to create a, work, a workable environment? I think what I certainly we are seeing uh, is, is a golden thread that runs throughout government. And I think government, you know, we must not think uh, when national government is running uh, efficiently or properly uh, and provincial government is managing to deliver on its mandate and local government is faltering. Uh, we think, you know, that government is working. Government is exactly those three spheres. Mm-hmm. So the key issues is what the Auditor General brings out, you know, annually with regards to the feedback of how the finances are being managed. You can draw a line back into how the economic management 
uh, of the country is is being done. Uh, we can cite you know other institutions that are strong that are uh, doing their bit uh, to manage the economy properly. But by and large, if you go back to the issue of the economic management across uh, government, I think it's one message that permeates into how the finances uh, are also being managed and how the finances are being managed uh, also has an impact in terms of the running and the operational uh, service delivery uh, within those particular municipalities. So the key issue here is that uh, as the AG uh, pronounces all the time, it goes back again into how the rest of government is managing uh, or not managing, for that matter, uh, the economy in a way that uh, it should be uh, running. And the local economy tends to suffer even more because the local economy is deficient of the skills that are supposed to be uh, driving the various programs to stimulate, to attract uh, investment uh, as well as uh, uh, grow investment uh, within the local uh, economy. So, so that's in fact, you know, if I juxtapose that with the policy issues, uh, economic management, as well as how the service delivery pans out, uh, uh, that is certainly intertwined and interlinked. And if it's not uh, that, you know, the policies are not implemented properly, as well as Mm -hmm. the management of the economy is not uh, done according to uh, how the growth can be stimulated, you know, we end up with issues of uh, the local economy also suffering. 100%. What we've also discussed in previous years and even uh, through the uh, last municipal elections or local government elections, Mielani, was uh, again the quagmire that is coalition governments and I refer to it in that manner because uh, it's rather unfortunate that as we take a look at the various provinces and municipalities in South Africa uh, we we can only allude to negative examples as to the difficulties and intricacies of coalition governments. If we see such failures at a local government level are are there any learnings or lessons that we ultimately need to prepare for should this unfold at a provincial uh, and, and national level? I think the the issue and the key issue which we are seeing is that the fact that we have coalition governments, uh, uh, governments uh, across, you know, municipalities or governance points to the fact that, you know, we don't have one common a policy that you know we are we're managing the country according to. If you look at the national development plan, uh, is there something that cascades, for instance, into the province, the provinces, and is aligned to how the municip- uh, the districts as well as the municipalities are panning out? So the issue here is that uh, coalition governments, in in theory, should not necessarily be a bad thing. However, if there's no common script that is being followed uh, across the board where we're following a 20 to 30 uh, year uh, plan uh, according to the country and not uh, being susceptible to the chops and changes with regards to uh, who is in power and who is uh, driving the agenda of the day. Uh, we see that a lot, you know, with regards to the manifestos that, you know, come through uh, from the various political parties, which are not uh, aligning back into where the country should be. Mm-hmm. Each one has got their own way of looking at how uh, to drive and manage the economy. So the issue of coalitions, yes, will continue to be a, 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 a topic in this year and it will even become a new topic uh, with uh, the provincial as well as the national governments and I guess that you know the kind of volatility that we 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 have seen at the local level in some ways will and uh, could translate into how the rest of the economy is being managed. Then we are in trouble uh, if we are getting into that uh, space where we are not managing the economy according to a, a, a set you know principles. 
and and based on a, 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 a consistent you know policies that we know we are implementing mm. i'm glad you mentioned this Mielani, because it does speak to what it is that we should avoid but i can imagine in your work uh, uh, as an advisor chief advisor um uh, at um Diesel Consulting, you you also work on positive solutions, right, that need to be implemented, that need to be prioritized in order to see a level of success uh, within South Africa's uh, um, um, local governments. And, and are there some solutions uh, that you've witnessed that uh, can probably be implemented in the short to medium term to ensure that we return to this level of uh, economic growth that is desired? Definitely. And I think that that's, if we get now into the solutions, is that if you look at you know the the sunset you know economy the coal you know in terms of you know the uh, uh, the mining industry the industries that are uh, uh, declining in many of the towns uh, which used to be vibrant and also juxtaposing that with the fact that you know we have now the age of renewables which is you know for us you know the sunrise you know economy uh, those are the policies which we believe uh, at a local level uh, uh, municipalities need to be uh, armed with the skills as well as the capital to be able to drive the new uh, forms of uh, uh, energy uh, uh, provision uh, to manage the just uh, uh, transition as well. So the, the issues around economic development as well is around getting the municipalities to drive those bread and butter issues. Uh, at this point in time, uh, the uh, agricultural side or the uh, uh, agribusiness is not a big issue at a local level, and it should be because that is how you stimulate uh, foods, uh, the economy as well as food security and create jobs uh, at a local level with those uh, economies. The next issue is perhaps a contentious one which says we sit with pension funds which uh, are worth trillions uh, of uh, rands which are not being released into the economy to go and build critical infrastructure or at least to direct particular programs that are going to help uh, even the local economies to be able to navigate through the difficulties. And perhaps, you know, that is one of those are some of the areas which we would be looking at as solutions to look at, you know, capital on the one side and on the other side to then support, you know, the new industries that are coming up. The other aspect as well is uh, Entrepreneurship is an area which is spoken about uh, quite often, but even when the budget is uh, uh, allocated, you don't get a sense that that there's a lot that is being allocated into uh, driving uh, entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. uh, especially at the grassroots level. So in in terms of the solutions, you know, we look at the sunrise uh, 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 economy, we look at, you know, the sources of capital that are there, we look at, you know, getting uh, ordinary South Africans uh, to be able to drive, you know, the uh, the economy themselves with uh, starting their own businesses and being supported you know very strongly with regard so this is perhaps you know some of the aspects that or things that ought to be looked at in this year to drive uh, the change in the current uh, economic landscape 100%. I'm glad you mentioned that, Mayor Lani, because it also speaks to the role and responsibilities of all key players uh, in, in, in the stakeholder groups. And I'm keen to also talk about business. So often when it comes to elections, uh, um, business, I guess, often shies away and just says, well, government needs to do this. But is there anything that we can actually call on business to actively do to be part of the solution? Well, business plays a key role. And I think, you know, business as well is part of that community that sits with the uh, Uh, quite a sizable balance sheet, which at times they are holding back uh, because of uh, the economic climate, which uh, is not favorable for them. Uh, So business also needs to jump forward. And in this case, uh, whether it's in partnership with government, we've been hearing that the president uh, meets 
quite often uh, with business. But in this case, you know, it ends up with, you know, large businesses. So large businesses also need to pull in uh, the medium, uh, the small businesses, as well as the uh, cooperatives and the rest of the uh, 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 business people within the economy. Because business as well uh, has a positive role in terms of, you know, bringing in new solutions, implementing new programs. Uh, Why shouldn't government in this uh, uh, year 2024 emphasize more the public-private partnerships in terms of rolling out, you know, healthcare, Mm. in terms of rolling out energy, in terms of rolling out, you know, the road infrastructure and the many other areas where there's a dire need. We know that uh, Transnet is almost on its knees and that is where business uh, also needs to come in because they rely on the logistics backbone. Mm. Uh, On the energy side, there are some efforts, but are they adequate uh, uh, efforts to be able to drive, you know, the growth? So the role of business in this case, we've seen that, you know, business has kind of, as you've said, taken a backseat. However, I think this is where business needs to take a leadership role uh, beyond, you know, the conversations that happen in the higher echelons and uh, physically seek out, you know, entrepreneurs, businesses, uh, the banks, for instance, you know, sit with a number of uh, uh, accounts which belong to small businesses. And the question is, how are they and and, and what are they doing to help the small businesses to be able to uh, access, you know, funding, to access, you know, uh, markets, to access, you know, knowledge and all of that. So business and uh, as a whole uh, and across the various sectors, I think ought to play a, a more of an active role and even bypassing some of, you know, the red tape uh, which has been set up, you know, or at least exists, you know, from a government point of view, because there's also an issue of cutting the red tape, which uh, the president has a a, a, a team looking into that, but business knows exactly where the red tape is and should be uh, taking a more active role with regards to cutting uh, that particular red tape, but also supporting more the smaller uh, uh, and medium enterprises that uh, they are banking, uh, for instance, from a banking sector. 100%. If I'm hearing you correctly, Mielani, I guess to each of one of each and every one of us as citizens, this essentially means we cannot ignore uh, not going to the polls this year. In other words, your voice your vote will re- literally be your voice that has an influence on the quality of life that you experience in South Africa. Yeah, I think if I may add, you know, that, you know, to that, you know, it's this is one year as a watershed year that everyone needs to be vigilant in the way and come out uh, and, 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 and exercise, you know, your vote. Because really, I think, you know, the situation that we are in uh, and some are already ex- experiencing some despair or at mm-hmm. least showing signs of uh, despair, uh, this is not the year that, you know, we should be uh, 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 taking a backseat. So we need to be more active in terms of, you know, the various areas, whether it's uh, as well, you know, the, the, the artistic fields, you know. The, so the different sectors of the economy really need to show up uh, and drive, you know, the, the, the everyone to the polls, but also to drive the solutions uh, that are going to take, you know, South Africa forward and, and take uh, and, and to move us away from uh, this uh, single digit uh, growth that we've experienced for, for so long now. 100%. Always a pleasure speaking to you, Mr. Holeni. Truly appreciate the insight you've given us this evening and, and, you know, reminded us of of the fundamentals that do have an influence on business, on our livelihoods, on our uh, employability and quality of life that we experience. Thank you so much for your time again, sir. If you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za